So hello and welcome back to this series of podcasts where we think about how we think about some of the questions that we get asked in pharmacy. So this week's is an old traditional one that you've probably covered several times before, therapeutic drug monitoring or TDM. But we're not ones to shirk a challenge, are we? So we're going to try to do a whistle-stop tour of therapeutic drug monitoring, looking at whether we can work out why we do things from first principles, rather than just because that's what the protocol says, so that when we run out of protocols, we can still make sensible, science-based recommendations. So firstly, what is therapeutic drug monitoring? So usually, therapeutic drug monitoring is thought of as taking drug levels to make sure that they are within the therapeutic range. However, if we make it slightly simpler and just take that end bit, make sure drugs are within the therapeutic range, it gives us a bit of a wider window to work within and lets us go back to explore first principles a bit more easily. So, as you increase drug levels, you move from sub-therapeutic levels, the drug isn't present in sufficient quantities to work, through therapeutic levels, you've given enough drug for it to work, through to toxic levels, congratulations, you've now given enough to make the patient ill. So far, so blindingly obvious, but it is helpful to go back to the fundamentals to see that actually we do a form of therapeutic drug monitoring all the time, or at least we should be if we're pharmacying right. Are your medicines working for you? And are you having any problems with your medicines? Is therapeutic drug monitoring at its simplest? You're trying to check that your patient is in the therapeutic zone rather than subtherapeutic or toxic. But what we usually think of as therapeutic drug monitoring has numbers, levels, target ranges and stuff, the complicated stuff. So why do we make it more complicated than what we've done above? Is it working? Are you having side effects? It's a good question. So when should we start chucking in numbers? So for the vast majority of scenarios, you don't need to. Say you have a drug for tachycardia that when you have too much makes you vomit. So you have three scenarios. Scenario one, the patient is still tachycardic, so you're subtherapeutic, give more drug. Scenario two, the patient isn't tachycardic and also isn't vomiting, so therefore you're therapeutic, keep doing what you're doing. Or scenario three, the patient isn't tachycardic but is covered in vomit, so you're toxic, so give less drug. And there's probably a fourth, the patient is still tachycardic but is also covered in vomit. This is not the drug for you or the patient, so choose a different drug. And these scenarios are clear and obvious. Taking a drug level isn't going to add anything extra, so don't take a level. And this raises the most important question to ask before taking a drug level. How is this result going to change what you do? Only take a level if it's going to affect how you manage your patient. So when would this be? So we often say that we take levels for a drug that has a narrow therapeutic window. So that's a narrow distance between the therapeutic level and the toxic level. This is a good marker for identifying drugs where we do therapeutic drug monitoring. However, a potentially better way to think about it is that we're interested in the same two boundaries we've covered above. Have we given enough? Have we given too much? Thinking like this, we'd like to take a level if the signs of having crossed a boundary aren't obvious or are delayed such that you'd find out too late. A narrow therapeutic window makes this problem more likely to happen, but it's not the fundamental reason we do the drug levels. It's about being able to spot any wobbles in time to do something. We're taking levels with a purpose. So for example, have we given enough? So with warfarin, we don't want to wait for a PE before we increase a dose up. And have we given too much? For example, vancomycin or gentamicin, because irreversible deafness isn't a great warning sign to use to trigger an action. 
So take levels with a purpose, and when you aren't able to see when you've crossed a boundary from therapeutic to toxic, or from therapeutic to subtherapeutic. So once you've decided to take levels, one of the common questions that we get asked in medicine's advice is, I've taken the level at the wrong time, what do I do? It's a very common question. Algorithms will say to take five days after starting, or 16 hours post-dose, or whatever, but hospitals don't often work like that, and blood tests are often taken at fairly random times. So what do you do? How early is too early? Well, it depends on why you're taking the level. There's two scenarios we tend to get asked about. How long after starting or changing a drug? When will we be at steady state? And how long before or after an individual dose? If thinking about when to take a level after starting or changing a drug, if you take it early, you won't yet be at steady state, so your levels will be lower. But how much earlier would be a problem? So normally, before taking a level, we'd recommend you're at steady state, which we'd normally say is after five half-lives of the drug. So say we wait the recommended five half-lives. That would get to 97% of steady state. But if we only waited four half-lives, that would get to 94%. Not much of a difference from 97%. Even if you only waited three half-lives, it would still be 88%. It would still give you a fair idea of what steady state was going to be like. So timing is probably not that important for this scenario. However, if thinking about when to take a level around an individual dose, it might be a bit important. If you take a peak level early, you've probably taken it before the dose has been given. If you take a trough level early, your level will be higher than you might expect. But how much higher? This depends on the half-life of the drug and how early you took it. And there's some maths that you can do if you're a maths nerd, but it isn't actually that important. If you have a drug with a longer half-life of, say, 24 hours, if you take it an hour early, then it's probably going to be about 3% higher than you'd expect it to be. It doesn't make much difference. However, if the half-life is around about 6 hours, taking your level an hour earlier will make it around about 12% higher it does make a difference. So, taking a level after starting or changing a drug a bit early isn't that meaningful. Anywhere after three to four half-lives is likely to be a fairly accurate reflection of steady state. Taking a peak level a bit early is likely to make it a trough level instead, as you'll have taken it before the dose was given, and you'll need to do it again. Taking a trough level early will give you a higher level than the true trough, and for drugs with a long half-life, this will be less significant than for drugs with a short half-life. Consider whether you want to repeat the level, or whether the value you have gives you enough information to do whatever it was you planned to do. So to pull it all together, therapeutic drug monitoring should be done all the time as part of routine pharmacising. On rare occasions, we need to do blood levels as well because we can't do the therapeutic drug monitoring based on signs, symptoms and just talking to the patient. Before doing invasive things to patients like asking for blood samples to be taken, think about whether you actually need to. How is the level going to change your management plan? Importantly, don't interpret levels in isolation. We should be treating the patient rather than the level. And guidelines often specify very fixed times to take levels, but this often doesn't work out in real life. If you have a level that wasn't taken at the perfect time, have a think about whether what you have is good enough before you recommend stabbing the patient again. And that's it. As ever, I hope this has been useful and gives a bit of a refresher on how you could think about therapeutic drug monitoring. Even though it's a simple topic, we do often in pharmacy get asked loads of questions about it. Thank you and see you next time.